0: all right everyone we are back with the how i sell podcast today i have a special guest for us somebody i used to work with huge fan from up close and afar mr joey nalevka currently he is the vp of sales over at house and we spent some time together at groupon where he wore a few different hats and he was an associate at McKinsey. And before that, he was a VP of sales over at the Toronto Argonauts Football Club up in the CFL in Canada. Joey, great to have you on the show.
1: Great. Thanks so much. Good to see you, Danny. Glad, really glad to be here. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Good to see a friendly face again. Well, before we jump in to our five questions, and just a reminder for our audience, we switched it up in season two. We have five questions. We're asking the exact same questions to all our guests so that we can get an apples to apples comparison on the highlights, lowlights, and all the things in between. Uh, Before we get started, the question is, who is Joey (laughs) Nalevka?
1: Good one. Um, So. I'm a I'm a two-time head of sales for large tech companies, but um, the, the the biggest thing and in the, in, in the way that I try to describe who I am is I'm a sales leader who works for large tech companies and creates the conditions for winnings for our for our sales team. You know I love a world where a sales rep when they come into to a company and a sales team that I lead they know what they're getting into. They understand what it takes to, to succeed they know what the prize is for when they succeed and they have all the tools and resources and a great culture to make that happen so i've done that in a number of places i'll share some of that and what it's like to work in an org and how to even get to uh how to move up the ranks but that that's who i am um and you'll hear i am canadian in my accent i'm sure many of the listeners will be giggling at some of the words i don't pronounce pronounce properly.
0: You're doing great. You're doing great, and uh, we have we have a uh, actually we have a Canadian who just joined our team too. So we give him a a proper amount of uh, of crap about his accent too. But no, it's all good. It makes you it makes you sound uh, more official. I think uh, we we love the accent. stands out a bit. Cool. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Question number one: What's the biggest surprise you experienced early in your sales career, and why?
1: Uh, Great. So the first thing I'll say is that I don't have the typical path that most head of sales have. I didn't start as a sales rep and become a manager and then a director and then move my way up to head of sales. That, that's not my path, but I promise you that we will. there will be learnings and things that are interesting that still apply. I've seen thousands of salespeople in my life and have coached, coached many of them. So the, the first surprise for me early in my career was that I actually liked sales. Um, I went to business school Not thinking that, thinking that anything else I wanted to do other than sales. So I did an undergrad degree in Canada in business at at Queen's University, and I did all types of classes and all types of extracurriculars. And at the end of business school, I still didn't even know what I wanted to do. So I went into consulting, which just opens up more doors. It gives you lots of different possibilities. And I tried everything. I tried strategy projects, finance projects, organization projects. And then I finally got put on a sales project, which I was dreading. And I got put in a call center at the age of 23. I was given a sales team. And if you want to have a perspective for how old, how long ago this was, I was working for a telephone company, a landline telephone company, cross selling internet to their their telephone customers. Wow. Um, And so that's what I was doing. And from the minute I got there, I loved everything about it. And I sat there and I knew nothing. So I sat there, I was coaching, I was listening. And instantly I just found that I, I love sitting with sales reps, teaching them how to overcome objections, teaching them how to be more assumptive, teaching them how to listen better to their, to, their, to their clients, teaching them how to make downhill sales recommendations. And just by doing things that were common sense and working with the reps and engaging with them, the sales teams tripled, their, their, their results tripled. And all of a sudden at McKinsey, I became known as the million dollar pilot guy, the guy you wanted to put in in the sales center. And I just enjoyed it so much. And so that was my surprise. But to me, the lesson from early in your career is you don't necessarily know what you want to do, but if you, if you work hard, if you have, if you're open to things, if you have a great attitude, if you succeed, doors will open for you. And you want to be in that, when you, when that moment comes for you, when the door opens, you have to be open to it. You have to be working hard and your brand means everything. And you're going to be sitting there early in your career. You're going to be on a team of 10 or 15 people and you're going to look around the room. And the the thing you should be always thinking about when you look around that room early in your career is that 15 years from now, those people are going to be executives and they're going to remember you when. You were just starting out, and your brand means everything. And if you were awesome and optimistic and worked hard, you have a great brand for your whole career. And if your name comes up fifteen years later with them, they'll remember that. And if you, can I swear on this podcast,
0: absolutely go for it.
1: And if you were a shithead, they're going to remember you as a shithead. So be open and and and, and remember that your reputation matters and 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 be open to as many things as possible. succeed, even if it's the thing you don't want to do forever. From the first moment, be awesome at what you do, and the doors will open for you.
0: Yeah, that is profound and just such good advice. And I think both you and I probably have seen it firsthand, where, you know, the folks we worked at and with at Groupon, such a, such a optimistic and inspiring crew have gone on to do such great things. There's founders, there's CROs, there's VPs of sales and all folks that started. I know we, we started a different spot there, you know, but for me as an individual contributor, I've gotten to see my peer group kind of rise through the ranks and that's been really cool to see. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's really important that you pay attention to your reputation and just crush it, whatever you're doing early in your career. And also what I, what I caught on there a little bit is, you know, we have a, somewhat of a similar background. Like I went to business school too, and I, I kind of had the reverse attitude coming out of business school. It was, I actually didn't know anything about sales and I took a leap of faith because I believed in Groupon so much, but I was being pushed, banking, consulting, and just, you know, uh, that, that was the track for me and my eyes opened when I got to a sales team and how fun. And exciting, and the team attitude was was really cool for me to see too. So I think some commonalities there as well.
1: Yeah, and the thing and the thing I'll say is like you remember all the people you. I, I know the people you started with, and the people who are crushing it today, who are VP, CROs, founders. They were also had an amazing attitude, hardworking, and they crushed it as sales reps. That's the, yep. the even if you don't want to do it forever, be amazing at what you are doing in the moment because it matters forever.
0: Yep. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, question number two, what is the best investment an early career salesperson can do for themselves and why?
1: So the, the, the first thing I want to say before we get into the investment is just congratulate every single early sales professional for picking the best profession in the world. And I think sometimes people know that and sometimes people are ashamed, but I'm here to tell you that, Again, I'm here as the wiser, older person to tell you that the happiest people that I know into their 40s now or their late 30s are salespeople, because if you've picked this profession, it is obviously a very lucrative one, but it's also one that has a ton of flexibility, a ton of autonomy, and it can be incredibly rewarding. And I don't think people early in their careers fully understand that. So... Congratulations on getting into sales. It's an amazing profession. So now let's talk about how to be awesome at it. And the first thing either, what do you invest in? To me, it's easy and we just hit on it. The biggest investment you can make is finding a company with a world-class training and onboarding program. That is the, inv- the investment you're making is the investment in yourself. And choose companies that are known for developing, Great sales talent. And I've been lucky enough to be in at two of those. So Danny and I were at Groupon together. And the world now, and, and and now I'm at I'm at House, I've been there for three years, and the tech world is now littered with former house and former Groupon sales reps who are now in either really high individual contributor roles still selling or in management and leadership roles or founders. And it's because of hiring great talent, but also this amazing onboarding and training program they have. So if you're a new salesperson you're looking what to look for, these are the four things I would suggest. One, make sure they have an incredible training curriculum, that it's multiple weeks long. It's not two days, go hit the, go hit the phones on the third day, and that there's continued education after that. If they're not telling you, ask about that understand how much time are you in a sales incubator or or ramp up program? Like, are you gonna have a dedicated manager? And are you gonna be with new hires for a set period of time? It helps, it matters, you'll get a better experience. Are there appropriate ramp goals? Do you have time or are you expected to be successful in week one or week two, get to a full goal? And then the last thing, understand their track record of success. Is it a company that where new hires do well and move on to, to other things? And you know, at House, we've got a house University program for SDRs. We have a greenhouse program for our AEs and CSMs. We try to really reinforce that. But again, the biggest investment you can make, pick the right company that there's going to invest in you. And that's the best investment you can make for your, for your career as a
0: salesperson. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's phenomenal advice as well. And it's the first time that somebody has come on and congratulated folks for, for uh, jumping into sales. So I, I love that as well. And I love that approach. And I would agree, you know, you see so many happy people in sales and I think you nailed it. And the other thing I think you, you get with sales is you're, you're just so interpersonally connected with um, customers, with your teammates, and that allows for a, an avenue for folks to to really thrive in and and enjoy themselves a lot more because you are you do feel very connected to to other people. There's a sense of community there. And one more thing I'll say on the the training program, you know, something I probably learned throughout my career. It's not necessarily I learned it at Groupon though I was in it. Uh, is that there is a difference between a company that just says you know what, just figure it out yourself, and a company that really takes time and puts thought and energy into that onboarding program, and it's it's a feeling you get, but it's also a level of confidence that you get when you come out of that program. And where I think it comes through the most is, you know, the, the interview process, when you're interviewing at a company that cares a lot about it, they'll talk about it a lot, and it's a window into what the experience will be like at that company, and then they, you know, double down on that when you get into their, their program right away, and you can see, yeah, this is actually a problem that was delivered on. They do care a lot about me. I can tell they're really investing in me, and I think that feeling uh, promotes a sense of belonging and also a sense of confidence that I'm going to do well in my role.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You want you want to be supported. You want to have the materials. You want to you want to learn what the best practices are so you can ramp up as quickly as possible. So, uh, and you want to do it in an environment with other people. So you so you're making friends, making bonds practicing with other people like it makes it makes all the difference it's like back to school it's like do you learn calculate like would you best learn calculus if they hand you a textbook and said walk away or do you do it best doing it over when there's a curriculum there's a path for you there's a teacher dedicated to you you're doing it with the other students like it's the best way to learn and i think it, i think it matters for sales as well
0: for sure for sure 100 that's awesome all right question number three what is one mistake that you made early in your career that has shaped the way you operate today?
1: So this, this is a funny one, because the, the mistake, I made lots of mistakes, but the, mis- the, the first mistake was actually Groupon's mistake. So, and, I, and I'll explain it. Um, so I was hired in 2012 to be the head of sales ops for Groupon. And by the way, this is 2012, we're nine years later now. In 2012, sales ops was a new thing. Like yep. now, it's, now it's like been passed, like RevOps is the thing now and sales ops is like this, but I was hired to be the head of sales ops, having never worked a day in my life in sales ops, but being someone who was smart and had some experience in sales. And I came in and I started, and I was a huge hiring mistake. And I'm not just saying that to be like, to be modest. Like I was, I should, I should not have been hired. I had no experience. And what happened was I made a ton of mistakes because I didn't have experience. And I made a ton of mistakes because of that, just not knowing. And I'll never forget this. One day there was a town hall called in the cafeteria and you grew up in this massive cafeteria and like 300 reps came in and it was Q and A style. And it was just one question after another. And the fir- first question rep picked up a mic and said, hey, can you tell me why uh, certain types of leads are eligible for the higher commission rate and certain ones aren't? And everyone looked and said, who needs to answer that question? It was me, I came up, answered the question. And before I was done, an executive ripped the microphone out of my hand and said, that answer is not sufficient, you have no empathy, and told me I need to do better at my job. And they were right, like they, they were right. Next question was asked, Tell me why our commission statements aren't always accurate. I went up, gave my answer. Mike was ripped out of my hands. That answer is not sufficient. Have more empathy for salespeople. They're the hardest working people. You need to be better. They were right. This proceeded for one hour, question after question, where I was destroyed in front of the team because I was making too many mistakes. Yeah. I went home that night, uh, as anyone would be, and I was absolutely... Just distraught. But I also knew in that moment that it, it wasn't for lack of effort. It was for lack of experience. And I knew that I could be great at that job. I think the natural thing that night would have been to start applying to other jobs. I think I was irrational and decided I was going to overcome that adversity and become the best head of sales ops the company I'd ever seen, I was in the world. And I, I really, really, I, and I think the lesson, I, I, I can go into what I did to become great at it, but I eventually did end up getting promoted later on, a couple of years later. But to me, the lesson here is more that when you get adversity, when you're making those mistakes, it's what you learn from them, but you can't run from it. Like you cannot, there is no great career that has ever been created by someone who just runs away every time adversity hits. And when you're faced with that adversity and you're gonna know it, you need to own it. You need to not run away from it because you can overcome it. And if you have that belief, you can come back. And and if I can come back from that and, and, and become great at my job, I promise you whatever adversity you're facing in your current role, your current situation, you can overcome it if you have the right with the right mentality so no what i learned and how it shaped me is that no mistake no 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 challenge is insurmountable and you can with the right attitude and effort overcome
0: yep thank you well one thanks for thanks for sharing that that's uh an important story for everybody to know especially folks that are looking to uh to take on that first career is that even later on in your career as you you know get hired into a big position, you can still make you know mistakes. And and frankly, you know, I think that was Groupon's MO for a while was let's hire the most talented person that we possibly can and maybe fit them into a role that they're not quite accustomed to and just see what they can do. And it worked out many, many times. I think uh you're probably shortchanging yourself a little bit. You obviously, you know you you uh you are certainly very talented and and extremely intelligent and uh, i think they knew what they were doing but yeah, with the, with the little tweak here and there i, I obviously you hit your stride and uh built a really successful team over there and i know some of the folks that were on that team today uh won't won't name names quite yet but i uh, think the world of you and obviously credit you for a lot of their success so i think uh, i think you know they 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 made the right move uh from a very high level too <laughs>
1: Long long term, it worked out. Short short term, there was there was some growing pains to get there.
0: Always bumps along the way. Never never a smooth path to uh, to you know to the top. Cool. Well, question number four: Who has had the greatest impact on your career? And expand if you can.
1: Yeah. So the um, the person with the greatest impact on my today has been Aaron Cooper who is now uh CEO of, of Groupon but um, at the time was president of North America and before I get into the story the, the um the thing I will say is that no one can have impact on your career until you figure out two things number one what you want to do and by the way it doesn't need to be like this 10-year vision but like what do you want and then you have to tell them so and that's part of it. no one can help you, no one can have an impact until you do those two things. Until you actually know what you want and you tell them, then people who are in positions to impact your career will, if they like you, will try to help you. But you have to articulate what you want. And my career did not start moving the way I wanted to until I figured that out and told people about it. So the example here for me and for the impact was that you know, I was at Groupon, I was running a small part of the sales team. Um, and at the time, there was um there was no head of sales at, the, at this point. And and what the company had done, it was I was running a small part of the team, and there was this role called uh, GM, which was like a category lead, and each one of them had also a small part of the sales team. And like there was this moment in tech where like GM was the job everyone. Oh, yeah. Like oh, if you yeah. had GM on your resume, oh my god, like you would and and um, so I went and I sat down with Aaron, I had this career chat and he looks at me and he goes, Joey, I think the world of you you are doing such a great job running um, the, the account management team, you know, you're know, you gonna be the next GM. And he like, it was like this moment where he got the opposite reaction of what he thought. I looked at him and I said, honestly, and I, and I, I kind of knew this was the conversation I was getting to, I said, honestly, that is not what I want. I have a passion for sales I want to run all of sales for this company. And I think that that's gonna be better for you, better for our customers and better for the business. And that was my moment where I knew what I wanted. I communicated to him what I wanted. And because I had a track record, because I had a great brand at the company, we started down a path over the next little bit to make that happen. So again, the, the, the biggest thing about impact is you've got to communicate it. Now, what I'll say also is early in your career too, That's not necessarily the way it should be. And you want to be at a place where the career progression is transparent. You wanna be at a place where if you do X, Y, and Z, you can move to the next level. You're eligible for management. You can change departments. You'll want to know that. And it's be- it's because of these experiences, especially early in my career, where I might have sometimes thought I was passed over because I didn't speak up enough, that I've really tried to create that type of environment at different places. I think we have an awesome one right now at Howesworth when you interview like we'll show you like, here's how you get up the left. So you don't need the story of the person who impacted your career because it's there for you. But again, know what you want, tell people, tell people about it. And you'll just experience so much more career growth from that.
0: That's awesome. And thanks for, thanks for sharing that one too. I wish I had uh, more time to work with Aaron. Uh, When I was at Groupon, didn't have too many interactions with him, but from what I've heard he's been awesome for so many people in their careers i have one question off of that for you and it's let's say that you're in an environment where you don't have the opportunity necessarily to speak up and ask or communicate that because sometimes you end up as a early career professional in a situation where you know you were sold something and it potentially went the other way what do you do and how do you communicate or is it, Hey, let's, you know, pack up and leave. It's time to quit and get out of there, find a new SDR role, new BDR role.
1: I, I think like there, like, it's, it's about being honest and direct, right. And, and, and doing it with a solution mindset. That's the biggest one. So, you know, if you're at a place and you feel like things aren't going in the right direction and you've got questions or concerns, start with your manager and sit down and just be honest and do it productively. So share, look, these, these are the things I'm really enjoying about being here. Um, for me to be successful here long-term and me to want to be here long-term and win long-term, here's some things that I think I need um, and some work I'm willing to do and some solutions I see. And if you go into that as a professional with ideas, I've been in lots of those conversations and you just learn so much and things can come out of it. But but um, you know, if you keep it to yourself, and kind of become passive aggressive, that's not going to help you. Or if you go in just complaining, like the like the most common thing for new business reps, the leads suck, right? For an account manager, the product doesn't work, right? Like not helpful, right? right but right. if you go in with some ideas, absolutely. That's, that's how the best and most productive conversations on these topics
0: happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Last question It's a question we've asked all our guests across both seasons and it's one we like to finish on. If you could go back in time now that you have the benefit of hindsight, what advice would you give yourself as you were entering your career and why? Yeah.
1: Um great. So I give I give another example here. I find I just find that advice comes best from stories because I have to I the way I'm operating, is like I, do, I like I finish a piece of work or a period of time and I'm like oh, then That's what I learned from it and I try to remember it. So, you know, as as you alluded to my first real sales gig, I was, you know, when I was 25, I worked in the Canadian Football League um, in Canada. We have our own football league and um, I worked for the Toronto Argonauts. It was always a dream of mine to work in sports. It just happened earlier in my career than I ever would have imagined. And I was 25 and they turned to me one day and said, hey, do you want to run the sales team? Actually wasn't even, they told me I was going to run the sales team. And so I was scared for a second and then I said, sure. Now, now here's what happened. The year was 2008. So 2007, the economy was booming. 2008, massive recession. Right. The Our team was first place the year before. We went to last place in the year I ran it. And the previous year, we held the equivalent of the Super Bowl, the Great Cup. And in 2008, we didn't have it. So all of a sudden, people were getting rid of their tickets. The team sucked. And I, I sat there being like, holy shit. Like, what? What did I get myself into? And it's one of those moments where you could like decide to throw in the towel. You could decide to like kick some ass and own your own success. You can come here on a podcast like this and tell the story to Danny Leonard about how you succeeded. And (laughs) what happened was I decided to reframe the problem. And I knew that there was no way I could sell football tickets to businesses at the time because that wasn't happening because there was no one had discretionary income. And I knew that I couldn't sell it to football fans because we sucked so what we did is I said look we were playing in the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play as well it's a 50,000 seat stadium I said how do we take that asset and monetize it and change why people come to the game and that's what we did so all of a sudden we started creating ticket packages if your minor football team wants to play on the field at halftime great you can do that the parents have to buy 500 tickets if you wanted to be in the fan tunnel and high five the players before the game 150 tickets You want to sing the anthem with your choir, 300 tickets, and on and on and on we went. And what we ended up doing is filling up the stadium with people that had no interest in being there for a football game, but had a massive interest in being there for the platform of the Rogers Center. And what I learned and what the advice I'd go back and give myself and what I give to any sales professional out there is, you cannot change your circumstances. There's no point in trying. You cannot change them. But what you can change is the outcome from them. And that is what you need to be focused on. You can't change the past, but you can't change the future. And you own your own success. And the best salespeople hit their number no matter what. And that is what you need to be focused on. And not focused on what someone else did, the lead someone else got, the approach. The account that canceled on you that shouldn't have, but what you are going to do from there to still deliver. And I've been around long enough to know that there's two types of people, there's victims and then there's winners. And the victims are focused on the externalities. They're focused on what other people are doing. They're focused on what other people are getting that they're not. And it's you're never going to have a fulfilling career. If you're a winner and you're focused on your own success and overcoming no matter what, Those are the people that are successful. Those are the people that are going to have amazing stories in job interviews, internal promotion discussions, podcasts like this. That's where you get. And that's how you build a great career. Take ownership of your own success. Do not worry about externalities and and succeed otherwise. And, And look, were we as successful as the year before? No. Were we way more successful than we would have been if I said I gave up? absolutely and I, and that is where you really learn and then when when the, when luck turns and the and the externalities turn your way then you are absolutely going to be soaring so you know i think a lot of what i've talked about today is around grit perseverance ownership this mindset and just, that is so important in the sales world like you'll learn the skills but no one can teach you the mindset and the ambition and that's what you have to own for yourself and be positive every single day and you, it'll it'll lead to a great, great and fulfilling career if you can do that
0: yeah yeah Joey this is a, this is important for our audience to learn and it's something we've heard across many guests in both seasons is the the mindset the realities that you're gonna face in the workplace you're not really taught about that you know someone like you coming on and sharing how you got through it and what it was like in the moment. That's what's really important. It's really, it's, it's also really important for folks to adopt that mindset and just know that like you're in control of what's in front of you and you're not in control of, of the externalities. It's focusing, you know, focusing on the, the, the wrong thing. So, uh, critically important for success. And then the other thing that I'll say is, you know, these packages that you were creating, It's almost as if Groupon did make the uh, the exact right hire because that's that became a lot of of what we did focus on, especially in the time that you were uh, you were just starting was these custom made packages to get folks into seats wherever they were.
1: I always joke because I told a lot of those I was at the football team right before I started Groupon and the guys who were running Groupon at the time sales were German. And I think when I was telling all these stories about the Toronto Argos, after I think they thought there was an NFL team and it was like the same <laughs> as the Bears. And it seemed, everything just, I, I imagine, seemed way more impressive to them than they, than they realized. But anyways, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's, that's great. Well, appreciate all the stories and our, I know our audience is going to love it. But before we let you go and everything, uh, where can folks find you?
1: Yeah, so the best is LinkedIn. I post actively. I even posted... Last night, which won't be last night in podcast time, but I posted last night how pumped I was to do this and some of the reflections I had before. But that's the best place. DM me on LinkedIn and I'll and I'll and I'll always respond. And then of course, like if you want House is hiring like crazy. So if you go to our site, I believe it's how I should have known this, I believe it's house.com slash jobs, but that's the that's the best place to 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 see all the roles. But we're hiring for AE, CSMs, SDRs. And actively, and and um, so you know, I one of the things that I always speak to the classes that start with, as I speak to every single one, and just introduce myself and say, like, one of the things you've done by choosing to work here is you're choosing to work in a department that I lead, and I want to share a bit about myself. So, if anything we discussed here sounds like the type of place you want to work with a sales leader like me, um, you know, we'd love to have you, and and uh, and and apply for the right job that works for you.
0: That is great. That is great. Very accessible to. The uh, to the world, especially on LinkedIn, Joey Nalevka. You know the the audience is gonna love this for many reasons, and I do echo. You know I've seen Joey in action, and I've heard through the Rhine from folks who've. Uh, worked at Groupon and folks now at House. That he is one of the absolute very best sales leader in the entire world. So uh, do take him up on that opportunity to connect. Uh, you won't regret it. Uh, he is awesome and we're huge fans both up front uh, and and from afar. So Joey, thanks so much for being on the podcast and we hope to have you again on How I Sell. You're listening to The Ramped Podcast, a podcast connecting industry heavyweights with the next generation of talented professionals. We're on a mission to build transparency into the practical realities of your early career by exploring how the world's best did it themselves. Our guidance will help you discover and launch a successful career in sales, technology, finance, and many other industries.